All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Bible study on this wonderful uh, Tuesday evening. Welcome, welcome, and hope and pray everybody's having an awesome day out there in internet land. Hey, man, this is the day the Lord has made, and hopefully you rejoiced in it and been glad in it. God is a God that makes us glad. We, we have a reason to rejoice because he is so good to us, giving us life, giving us another reason, no doubt, to serve and live for him. God is truly good to us. You think about all the things that you have and all the many blessings that you have way beyond do we even all deserve, but God, but God, but God. So always give him thanks. Always say thank you to the Lord. Stop and praise him in the morning, noontime, even in your evening nights, and before you lay down at night, give God praise when the sun goes down. So we're grateful to be here on this Bible study to give God thanks and to study his word. We want to learn more about him. That's how you grow in God. That's how you learn of God. Uh, we shared this weekend about growth, how it grows it. And truly through studying and through uh, receiving of God's word, we are able to grow up higher, stronger, wiser, better, and closer to God. And so we learn of who he is. This is like a relationship when you uh, learn of more of him and communicate more with him. Uh, we communicate through uh, the reading of his word. He communicates to us through his reading. And, and truly we are uh, able to get closer and closer relationship with him. Amen. If we don't talk to someone, uh, that relationship is, is, is strained. It's distant. We don't want to have a distant relationship with God. We want to make sure that we're up close and personal with our Savior, our Creator, our Lord. Amen. Our God today. And one day, one day we'll spend eternity with him. That's our goal. That, that'd be your goal as well along the way. And, and, and speaking of uh, what we shot about this weekend, we talked about growth uh, Sunday morning. How it grows it, how it grows it. We covered a, a, a snippet of I gave you a snippet at the end of service. Uh, sometimes my preachers get long-winded and uh, I try to squeeze it all into one service, but it's hard to do. And so I want to come back to something. I want to come back to something, uh, Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, we'll look at this evening and, and uh, from the Word of God. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn. We'll endeavor to put it up on the screen as well. Uh, Luke chapter 8, all right? All right, let's go to verse 1. The Bible says it came to pass afterwards that when uh, he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the 12 were with him. And so this is speaking of he, who is he is talking about Jesus here went about uh, throughout the village. This time of his ministries, read the gospels, the four gospels. Uh, uh, if you do not know, uh, got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John We're in the book of Luke this evening. Uh, uh, it's one of the four gospels that we call it the, about the good news of Jesus Christ. It covers his ministry. Uh, and some authors cover his early life, portions of his early life, and uh, death, burial, and resurrection. So the book of Luke here is endeavoring to uh, uh, show us uh, and teaches us some things that other, other writers don't teach. And I, I'm just doing a comparison with the other uh, um, Gospels. I believe this, this, this parallel shows up in all three. But uh, let's go. The Bible says he was so he was preaching glad tidings. He was preaching and teaching about the kingdom. He was telling people where he came from, telling about where he wants us to go. And brothers and sisters, we should want to go to heaven. We should want to uh, spend eternity with God all the days of our life. He wants us. Uh, it's going to be a big family reunion one day. Brothers and sisters in the Lord will one day, one day be reunited, uh, united with our creator, our savior, our heavenly father up in heaven as well. Again, and all the saints of God. And so he was talking about the kingdom of God and the beauty of the kingdom of God and the things of the kingdom of God. And the Bible says in verse two, certain women which had been healed of, of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary 
uh, called Magdalene, out of whom seven devils. Mary Magdalene, she was she was one of the women, the Bible says, that was there. Again, when God, when Christ does something in your life, you want to be there. When, you, when you've gotten a hold of God, it, it should never, ever wear off either. <clears throat> when Christ has saved, when Christ has delivered, when Christ has performed a miracle in your life, you should never, ever want to turn and depart from that, depart from it. And so we, we look to uh, God, we look to God and give God thanks. And she wanted to be around him. And those that have received of Christ wanted to be around him. The Bible says she had seven devils, seven devils. Again, uh, other places, people had multiple devils. I don't know how many devils you fighting, but again, in the day, uh, God is able to defeat the devil. She, as you see in the past tense, she had it and it and went from her. God is able to deliver from anything devils, addiction, bondage, sin. It does not matter. Our God is a deliverer today. And that's just, she was thankful. Mary Magdalene. The Bible says, Johanna, verse three, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward and Susanna and many others, which minister unto him of their substance. And so these women were listed here. These women, I saw the word Susanna as my sister's name. Suzanne as my sister's name. Not Susanna, but Suzanne. Uh, and it means lily. It means a uh, flower. And these women, well, they're following Jesus. This is what they did. They supported the ministry. Thank God for the women uh, thinking about it. Currently at this time, there's more faithful women in our church than there's men. And it's, like, it's like, sadly that way uh, in many places, again, around our region, around our world. Uh, uh, we need more men, more men to support and more men to stand up, and be a part. And so these women were supportive as well. And they supported with their substance. Their substance, in other words, their goods, their their finances. They supported the church. Of, uh, they supported Jesus. Naturally, he had to eat. He had to uh, live, and, and probably had lodging here and there. See, the Bible don't go into all those details, but naturally, uh, and he had to place a steep and travel and take care of and pay help his disciples fend for themselves. Naturally, everybody wasn't gonna give him nothing for free. On and on and on. Uh, probably had to feed the camels and the horses or whatever else. I, the Bible don't want all these de details, but it says they were there with their substance to help support, support. And so it's biblical to support the work of God, support. If you love Jesus, you want to support the work of Jesus. All right. So they blessed him with the substance, but we're not going to cover it tonight. I just want to bring it out. He says, of whom which people were gathered together will come out of every city. To he spake by a parable. A parable is like a, a illustration or a, a story, a metaphor, if you please, is kind of like a parallel to where you can, uh, uh, he's trying to uh, paint a picture, but using another uh, story to, to kind of get people to see what it really means and what it, the moral of the story or whatever case may be. Many times a parable is there as a parallel to, to as a guide to help uh, push the story along and make it clear to people. The Bible says, and so he gave this parable. He spoke many times in parables. Uh, and the scripture in Old Testament, he fulfilled the, the, the prophecies about him speaking in parables. The Bible says, a sower went out to sow his seed. The sower went out to sow. Can you imagine uh, someone with a handful of seeds just going out and sowing? The Bible says, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, on the side of the road, on the side just out of the way. Uh, he says, and it uh, was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured the birds. Uh, here, Sometimes I marvel, like, especially in springtime, uh, some of the people who do yard work and various things, you see some landscapers in the neighborhood or whoever come around, or even just neighbors, they take seeds and they plant seeds in the, in the springtime and they throw these seeds all over places, liberally everywhere, just throwing them everywhere. And, and when you come out and you see birds just out there devouring, 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 I say, man, all your seeds are going to be gone. They say, oh, yeah, and they're going to get all of them. 
and, and actually, you know, uh, again, but all these seasons, some of the seeds were devoured by the fowl. And so the Bible, Jesus used his illustration about when the word goes forth. When the word goes forth, we didn't go into detail Sunday morning because it was just too much. We talked about we something like growth the other day. And when we receive the word of God, how it grows it? We want to receive it. And you, you have to let the seed of God be planted in your heart. And so naturally, uh, the enemy will try to devour that word as well. He will try to keep that word. Again, uh, we encourage you to share this Bible study out. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Because the, the devil doesn't want them to get the word. He wants to devour their time, efforts, and energy, their minds. He wants to devour their, their, their life to where they're busy working or they're busy watching some TV program or busy doing something else to where they don't get the word. You think about it. So the files of the air, the word goes out. We got plenty of videos out there. We got plenty of services online now to where people can come and receive the word of God. But the enemy would do what? Keep us so busy to where we can't hit the, hit the word of God. And the enemy would devour you of your blessing. People missing the Bible study tonight. They're getting devoured of their blessing. Share this page out. Text a friend. Tell somebody. Uh, share the link out. We have a YouTube or on the YouTube side as well. Copy that link. Share it out to your friends, your loved ones. Tell them, come on and get this Bible study tonight. The Bible says, uh, the fowls of the air devoured it. They took the word and they ate it up before it even landed in the hearts. Sometimes the devil will do that as well. He will, before somebody can even really get in good at the church, get in good with God, somebody will come along or the devil will come along and devour them. Start lying to them on the way to church, while they're sitting in church, uh, at the altar, or after they pray, getting up, going back out the door, the devil would do what? Try to devour the seed that was planted. Let's move on. The Bible says in verse 6, he says, some fell upon the rock as well. So some of these seeds landed by the wayside, the birds ate them up. He says, now in verse 6, some fell on rocks, hardened ground, hardened ground. And so as soon as it was sprang up, in other words, it even grew. The Bible says, and it was withered away because it lacked moisture and lacked moisture. And uh, we, we use that as well about how that sometimes, again, you can even see things grow up. You can see things grow, but they don't grow high or they don't grow for long because the seed, they don't, they don't have the moisture, they don't have the rain. They don't have the thing, the nutrients and the soils we share with you Sunday morning. They don't have the soil and the dirt to do what? To grow. And so he says moisture. And when the moisture, the dirt, even if you have dirt, it has to be moist as well. You have to have some rain. You have to have some outpouring. You have to have a blessing from heaven down on that thing and continue to keep that thing moist, the living water. And so naturally we will uh, liken it. So parables, back to what he was saying, he was using plants and gardening and, and agriculture as a way to bring home a point. That's what a parable does. Sharing a story so we can open our eyes to see things about the kingdom and our spirituality. The Bible says some fell, so he threw some more seeds. And some fell among thorns and thorn bushes. In the thorn bushes, you can't do nothing about it. My wife has rose bushes, and naturally, we throw some grass seeds all over the place. Some of that grass seeds gonna land over there by the thorns. The Bible says, and thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Or you know what? And sometimes again, the, that dominant that dominant plant will choke it out. The dominant plant, thorns, uh, thistles, things that are hurt, things that will harm. Things that are there to uh, uh, disrupt uh, proper growth. Don't let things, hang-ups, don't let problems and battles mess up your growth. People will let issues poke at them and, and prod their hearts. People going through issues right now, things that, that really shouldn't even, uh, again, be an issue. People are making it an issue, and it, begin, it will mess you up along the way. 
it will stick at you and it will hurt you and it will hurt you in the long run. Thorns. The Bible says, uh, Paul said one time, he said, I have a thorn in my side. I pray for that thing to get out. He prayed three times for that thorn to get out of his side. It was a very irritating uh, thing. And the enemy would do whatever he can to, to pick at you and poke at you and poke at you and poke at you until you give up. Don't give up. But again, today we got to get rid of the thorns. Get rid of the, get out of the thorns. Get out of the <laughs> briar. Get out of that stickiness. And get into some good ground. The Bible says, and some fell on good ground. Next verse, number three. Uh, number eight, excuse me. He says, and some fell on good ground. That's what we want to be. We want to build good ground. If you're in the midst of thorns, if you're on the rocks, wherever you may be, by the wayside, uproot and get in the right ground. Get in the right place. Get in where God wants you to be. The Bible says, on good ground and spring up and bear fruit a hundredfold. You're in the right place. Be, be fruitful. The Bible says we want us to be fruitful and multiply and grow. Grow. How grows it? And so he wanted us to grow and be fruitful in our ways. Fruitful, not only just in, in the outwardly, but inwardly as well. Being fruitful and through the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, happiness. Uh, it's more than just tongues, brothers and sisters. It's every, every fruit of the spirit to be fruitful in our deeds and our actions. Be fruitful in the things that we do. The Bible says the hundredfold, and he, he said uh, these things, he cried, he that hath an ear let him hear. And so he gave this story. He gave this story. And he says, if you have ears to understand this, let him hear. And so naturally, when the people would hear these parables, they say, oh, okay, I understand. Now, I, it's clearer now. It's clearer now. Okay, the kingdom of God is like a seed. And when the word goes out, how will I respond? How's my heart? Is my heart hard? Is my heart like a rock? Is my heart tender? Am I, am, am I uh, again, uh, uh, being choked out by things that are pricking at me? We can't, we got to let things go because these things will poke at you and poke at you. Like we said earlier, the Bible says, uh, he went a little further. Let's, let's keep going. Verse 9, the Bible says his disciples asked him, what uh, might this parable be? And so naturally, some didn't quite get it. He asked, he, he had the ears to hear, but still didn't ring a bell with everybody. Sometimes you preach things and, and teach things and people uh, are thinking it's for somebody else. And they still quite didn't get it. And naturally, you know, it in our hearts and our souls. Again, so there's nothing wrong with asking. Either. There's nothing wrong with asking if you don't understand something. And so the Bible says, well, what do you mean by this parable here? The Bible says he said unto he said unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but uh, others in parables that seeing that they might see and hearing they might not understand. The Bible says now the parable is this. So he began to break it down. <clears throat> break it down again. The Bible says the seed is the word of God. We didn't have time to cover all this. We kind of just skimmed over it again in preaching sometimes. Preaching sometimes you get get rolling and you can't get everything in that you want to get in uh, without you burning up your, uh, your pot roast at home. And so we look at this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. So soar, soar in the word of God, preaching the word. Of God. We encourage you as well. Go so, so out there. Go invite somebody. Go tell somebody. Preach to somebody. Teach to somebody. Uh, witness to somebody. So continue to tell them about Jesus. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. That's all you do sometimes. Plant that seed. Months down the line, you come back around. Hey, weeks down the line, they continue to see. 
They see Jesus in you. They see a reality. They know it is not a phony. They know and see the realities of God. So that seed has been planted. Sometimes the seed is planted years prior. Especially getting uh, perhaps you work in a place or uh, around neighbors and various things. It may take some time. But that seed has been planted. And really, before you before uh, you die, before you pray and hope that before that person dies, everyone that you've come in contact will have had an opportunity to get that seed. And really, I was thinking about that earlier today. I said, you know what? I want to make sure that, again, everybody knows or everybody uh, has has an opportunity to receive that seed that I work with, that I come in contact with, that I interact with as God leads. And so naturally, we as believers need to do that because those that are not saved, they're going to sow their seed on you. They're going to sow their seed. They're going to sow their filth. They're going to sow their stories, and their, their dirty jokes. They're going to sow all their junk towards you. Why not sow Jesus towards them? Amen. The Bible says in verse 12, he says, but, but, but those by the wayside. So he began explaining more of the seed. So he says, this, remember, we talked about the, the seeds landing all over the place. The seeds by the wayside, by the wayside, uh, are, are, are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away out of the, their hearts. At least they should believe and be saved. So the devil will stop short. He would do anything he can to keep people out of coming to God. Many times, church folk don't realize this. Our actions can keep people out of church. The things we say, the things we do, the way we do, and the way we live, the things we post, things we interact with. How, how do we live? Say, see, I, I don't want nothing to do with church. I don't want nothing to do with church. The devil will do what he can. He'll use that. He'll, he'll spread evil all throughout the news, all on, on everything. Again, the teardown, again, a preacher, the teardown. Uh, whatever the case may be, a church. Why? Because, because the devil would do that to keep the seed from going forth. And so as we look at this, we look at this, the Bible says uh, that the devil will come and he, he knows that they will hear the word of God. He would do what he can to hinder. And it may seem as if, again, this is the right thing to do, but a lot of times the enemy will do any and everything to stop the word of God going forward. He will. He'll do whatever he can to keep people from getting the word of God. And we have to be, be, be mindful of that. We have to be watchful of that. The Bible says he's like a serpent. He's wise as a serpent. We must be wise as a serpent. Muhammad says, Doug, we must outsmart the devil because he's going to do whatever he can to keep people from getting the word of God. The Bible says he taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. He'll take the word out of their hearts. I don't believe that. Don't believe that. Don't believe that. Don't even listen. Don't listen to that preacher. Don't listen to him. Don't believe the preacher. Don't believe what he's saying. Don't believe that church. Look at that sister. Look at that brother. Look at this one. Look at that one. Hey, the devil will do whatever he can to take the word out of their hearts. Do whatever he can. Use whatever he can to keep people from serving God. And the Bible says, and they on the rock are they. And so that's the verse 13. He talked about the seeds going all over the place again from the wayside. So by the wayside, by the wayside, don't let the word of God go by the wayside in your life. Don't, I don't care what goes on, who's who and who, what's what. People say, oh, too many hypocrites in the church. Well, I tell them all the time, you don't have to be a hypocrite. You don't have to be a hypocrite. 
But anyway, the Bible says the, the seeds went out. And the Bible says, verse 13, they on the rock are they, which uh, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And so there's others that are on the rock. They receive the word. Preach it, preacher. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says, and these have no root. They'll shout the loudest. When the storms come, boy, again, uh, they'll fade away. They'll fade away. When temptation comes, they'll slip up and leave, leave, leave lose out. I give up very easily. The Bible says they have no, uh, they, they receive the word with joy and have no root. Uh, they're here for a little while. You see people, man, some good people come along and say, man, maybe perhaps this family here or this brother here, that sister here, they're going to be around for a while. And boom, they're out of, they gone. The word of God or God, what they need him. Have faith enough to pray for a pastor. I need, I need healing. I need prayer for apartment. I need prayer for a new job. Bye. God gives it to them. God blesses it with them. And boom, boom, boom. And then before long, they gone. Forget all about it. They don't even see them no more. God done bless you with a job. Yeah, God bless you with a job. We pray for you to get a job. We help you get a job. You don't even come to church no more. But anyway, let's keep moving. The Bible says uh, this root, this root, you need to get your roots deeper in God. Get your roots deeper so you won't easily be plucked up. You think about, uh, I remember back to grass seeds, back to grass seeds. And it was a product one time they were selling. And they, they, they showed it. Uh, and they, you can lay all these seeds out on the concrete. And a man poured water on it. And he poured water on it. And yes, and over time, the grass grew on top of the concrete. But he did like this. He pulled it up like a rug. So easily. Because it did not have any roots. You know it in your life. Don't be pulled up easy. Don't easily, uh, again, I'm easily missing services. I'm easily, uh, again, tossed to and fro. I'm easily uh, dissuaded. I'm easily pulled away. I'm easily distracted. I easily can, can go do something else instead of being in the house of God. Get your roots in God tonight. The Bible says, for which uh, while they believe in in the time of temptation, they fall. Let's read it again. Let's read the whole thing again. Verse 13. He said, and on the rock, they that on the rock. So the seed is planted. Yes, they, they're doing good. See, on, on surface, it looks good. On surface, the grass, man, is beautiful. But you pull up on that thing and it easily comes up. The Bible says they receive the words with joy. Swaying in the wind. Oh, hallelujah. Swaying in the wind. Blossoming. Even flowers grow. <laughs> we got flowers that grow sometimes through the fence at the church. But all you gotta do is pull up on that thing and easily come up out. Because it's not all the way. It grew up out, grew through the concrete and the cracks and the crevices, and it looks beautiful. Matter of fact, I didn't even pull it down because it looks so nice on the, on, the, on the fence. But it's easily pulled up. Let's keep going. The Bible says, these have no root. He says, for a while they believe, they believe. And then what happens? Temptation comes and they fall away. Fall. They believe it, they fell away. They died spiritually. Then you have to start all over and again. And sometimes the enemy will use that. Ah, oh, see, you messed up. See, see, you're wasting your time. Don't go back to that church. Because again, you see, everybody's going, lady told me the other day, she said, one lady won't come back because she's afraid people are going to talk about her. What do you mean people going to talk about you? That's only the gospel. We got gossipers in the church too long. time. don't know all the business and everything else. Uh, again, today, you see this today. How did it again? Don't worry about what other people going to think. You're always going to have gossipers in the church. You're going to always have busybodies in the church. You're going to always have big mouths in the church, right? You're going to always have those that are uh, whispering and, and peeking over each other's shoulder in the church. You're going to always have all these different things in the church. And so, naturally, don't worry about what people think. Come on back. If you fall and get back up, get back in the race. 
All right. Don't worry about what people think. Uh, Jesus, Jesus was this way. He was of no reputation. Jesus was of no reputation. He didn't care. You know what? You shouldn't care either. Because again, in the day, you know who you are in Christ and get back up. Hey man, praise the Lord. People should be shouting and happy for you. And don't, don't take it as a, as a wrong thing. When people say, Oh, where you been? It's, it's really just a way of conversation. It's just natural to say that. Sometimes you, you hear people say, Oh, how you doing? Again, it, uh, you think about it. Uh, it just naturally comes about, even though, you know, you just had a death in the family. Oh, how you doing? It's just, Sometimes we don't think about what we're saying. And don't take it the wrong way. Either. The Bible says we shouldn't even be offended. People are easily offended nowadays. They easily pull it up. <laughs> easily pull it up. What you mad about today? Uh, this, that, and the other. Man. <sighs> be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. We talk about fashioning ourselves up to Christ. Jesus was thick skinned. Thick skinned. And he kept it moving. He kept it moving. Amen. He had a roll with the punches. Bible says in verse 14, we ain't going to get through this Bible, so we have to get through this. Verse 14, the Bible says, and that which fell among thorns. And so he's talking about the seeds. All these seeds are going all over the place. He began to break it down to the disciples even deeper. The Bible says that some fell among thorns, and they which, uh, when they had heard, uh, goeth forth and are choked with the cares of uh, riches and pleasure of this life, bringing no fruit to perfection. So again, the thorns. We talked about how the devil will, things will, will prod at you and poke at you. Things will pull you away. Things will uh, hinder you and things will do things uh, to poke at your life and, and cause, again, uh, a lack of growth. And the various thing, because there's other things in the way. There's things in the way. There's things hindering. There's things sucking up the nutrients. Things that are soaking, sucking up the nutrients. Weeds are there to suck up the nutrients. So we got to keep them weeds up out of it. We got to keep them weeds and them things and thorns and thistles out of the growth of our lives. The Bible says the cares of this life, the cares of riches. Again, we have a Thursday night service. We have a Sunday morning service. And eventually we're going to get our Sunday nights back and our Tuesday nights back. And so you think about this. And so you, you think about how people are so, so busy. So busy in life. They're so busy in things that the cares of this life will keep them out of the house of the Lord. Keep them away from God, the riches of this world, the pleasures of life. Again, here, there, and the other. But when it's time for church, they'll, they'll go way across the ocean, all these different places, here, there. I'm going golfing this week. I'm going there this week. Going there. No time for God. No time for God. And then where God cannot be fruitful in their lives. Number 15 went on and says, but. That on the good ground, we want to, this is where we want to be in life. We want to be on good ground. And this is what Jesus was using, these parables of agriculture, simply planting and growing. How it grows it. The Bible says, and, but that on good ground, those are the, the seeds that were thrown on good ground. They which, uh, uh, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. It's a lot in there. Good, good ground is an honest heart, a tender heart, tender towards God, tender to the voice of God, sensitive to God, sensitive to the Holy Ghost, sensitive to his prodding and his prompting, tender to heart. May not be perfect, no, not perfect, but you know what? Again, it's a good brother or good sister willing to learn, willing to grow, willing to roll with the punches, willing to overcome. Willing to go with the ebbs and the flow when it don't feel good, when it, when it, when when things are hard, when things up, when things are down, they have a good honest heart. 
He's trying to do that. That was really, that was Peter all the way. Again, he wasn't perfect, but he had an honest heart towards God. An honest heart towards, he was whatever God, you know what? I, I just want to be around you. I just want to be with you. And so he says, they, they kept the word and they bring forth much fruit in patience. And over time, Jesus was patient with him. Jesus will be patient with you and I too. We grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You grow and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like that overnight grass seeds that's going to grow up there. Why? Because overnight it happens very quick. In, in as quick as they are. Folks get in real quick. And, and again, you have to really watch. That's why you can't really put people in places and positions uh, and all these different things because they will blow out. We want to have a singing group, some various things. We want to do all these other things, but people will blow out. They're inconsistent. They won't be there. On and on and on. You got to be all the way in. You know, we like to have more Sunday school teachers, various things. But again, you have to be proven and with patience and, and be proven out. And, and it's really proof that, you know, you, you're going to be around and you're going to serve God and you really have something. You know, people talking about, oh, I'm called to preach. I'm this, that, and the other. Uh, again, I have a man that said he's called to preach. I had several throughout the years that have been called to preach and various things. And, and so, but again, they don't come to service over time. You know what I'm saying? And really, again, uh, you have to be proven. Are you a giver? Are you a tither? Are you, again, faithful? Your man stopped coming years ago. Because, <laughs> again, we, he, you know, he felt like he wasn't being whatever. Uh, uh, felt like he was called to preach, but he hadn't been proven. You got to be proven. Can't be beating up on your wife and all these different things and doing crazy stuff on the outside of the door. And so you got to be proven, 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 proven. And so, uh, uh, and through patience and being fruitful, your fruits will, will show and they will remain. God raised up faithful men and women. Amen. The Bible says in verse 16, he says, no man when he, uh, the last piece, yeah, that's the last piece I want to give you. <laughs> that's the last piece I want to give you. But I brought all that up about how it grows it, how it grows. So let's read the verse again. He says, but those on good ground, those on good ground, uh, which have a good and honest heart, having heard the word and keep it and bring forth much fruit. 15. Yeah, bring forth much fruit. Um, let me see something real quick. It, I'll share with you how that, um, how that, uh, Jesus gave, you know, the Gospels is, is, is various places of, of uh, the four Gospels is almost like uh, watching four TV stations, four TV stations. Um, and it, it, he gave us a similar, similar illustration there. Uh, let's go. Let's pull up Mark, Matthew 13 real quickly. Matthew 13, three through nine. Same parable. But I like what he's, it, the writer here, Matthew, worded it a little different. Again, these are what we call the parallels of the gospel as well, or the harmony of the gospel, I should say. The harmony of the gospels. Uh, uh, Matthew 13, 3 through 9, yeah. And so the harmony of the gospels, same story, or are, are, are same uh, uh, occasion, but uh, again, a little bit different wording. Listen to what it says here. And he spake many things unto them in, in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. So again, we rehearse this, but I want to show you some key words here. He says, And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and he shared it already. And the fowls came and devoured them. Number five, he says, And some fell on stony places. See, I say rocky or, or stony. Yeah, same thing. 
stony places upon a rock. He says, where they had not much earth. See how he worded it here, not much earth. And the Bible says, and, 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 and forth went, they sprang up because they had no deepness in the earth. And so I see how Matthew brought it out. I brought it out through through uh, exhortation just a minute ago. Then Matthew brings it out and, and kind of words in a different way. No deepness in the earth. So back back what we were talking about before about your roots, getting your roots deeper, 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 deeper in God. And the Bible says in number six, when the sun was up, when it got hot in the day, the Bible says they were scorched. They were easily burned up. You see, <laughs> in the summertime, I love the summertime, especially at the church, because uh, you don't have to cut the grass as much. You have to cut the grass as much because why in the in the hot of July, late July, August, uh, again the grass don't grow because it's too hot. No more moisture, and be sometimes it turns brown, brown or whatever the case may be. And so you think about it, how to, again it begins to stop growing as much, and then eventually die to get scorched again. And until again the rainy season comes back, but when it's raining. That grass grows, man. Like you gotta cut that thing almost once a week, every every two weeks. Why? Because that thing will grow so fast because the rain, the rain, the rain. And that's what we want in Christ. We want rain, rain, rain. If you don't let the, the, the Spirit of God rain on you through the Holy Ghost and through the watering of your soul, you must drink of the living water. You must read this word to let it rain in your soul. Let the grace of God rain. Let the power of God rain in your heart. So we can't grow. If not, you're gonna dry up and be scorched. You will dry up. We can dry up. If I stop reading my Bible, stop praying, I will dry up myself. Nobody's exempt from drying up. So the Bible says we must stay watered. We must stay watered. The Bible, let's read it one more time. And when the sun was up. And so even in that, even in that, you think about it, that's a lesson in itself. Those plants that have water stored up, those plants that have water stored up for when this is a drought season, when things do dry up and it gets hot and heavy in your life, You'll be able to survive because you built up with the word and the living water. He says it was dried up because it had no root and they withered away. Let us not wither away. Number seven, he says some fell in thorns. Some fell in thorns and sprung up and choked them. It choked them here. It choked them out. That's what weeds do. Weeds will choke you out. It will take all the nutrients. It will, not even just smoking weed either. If you're addicted to smoking weed, again, be praying that God will deliver you. You're looking at a living witness of how God can deliver them from weed smoking. Man, if if I lived in this day and age and it was legal now, oh my God. Shame on New York City. Shame on all the other cities and countries and nations and governments and politicians that, 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 that approve of this mess. You're inviting more of the devil into people's lives. And some of this synthetic weed is a mess. It's a mess because it's, it's causing mental illness in people's life. These young people are all messed up in the head. It ain't like the weed from back in the 80s and 90s and 70s and, and early day weed. This is a different weed. Synthetic is, is, is man-made chemicals in a thing. And the devil knows exactly what it's doing. And you corrupt politicians and have legalized it. All right. Let's keep moving. Number seven, he says, and some fell among thorns and choked them out. Choked them out. So it's another one of those things to where people is a hindrance. So now, not only are you fighting against the kingdom of darkness, but you're fighting against the government as well because, because of the laws that are being passed, legalizing things. And it's another principality from above that we have to pray against, we have to fight against, why to see people delivered. But anyway, that's a part of that's the name of the game. It's the name of the game, you know, spiritual warfare. And only these politicians fool you when you, when, they, when you see them in church. 
again, giving these speeches and various things. You probably, you'll probably never, ever, ever, ever see one. Now, this is a brother from my church, a politician. You proven brother, you'll never see him in our pulpit. So America, why? Because again, uh, they 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 sell out our country, they sell out our nation. On and on and on. How do we get on that? Again, these things will choke you out. And if you don't, again, the enemy will uh, paint a picture to where uh, he will cause us to accept accept certain lifestyles, certain sins, and these things will choke us out as well. When you begin to not draw a line in the sand and say, "Hey, sin is sin." Right is right, wrong is wrong. The devil's a devil, the devil. And we can't play around with devils, brothers and sisters. Dang. And so we look at this today, number eight. He says, but some fell into good ground. I don't even know how we got on that, but God knows how we talk about weeds. The weeds will choke you out. Stop smoking weed. How's that? Now the Bible says, but others fell into good ground. Others fell into good ground. We want to be on good ground. You're in a good church. We got the right gospel. You, we, we endeavor to give it to you straight. We endeavor to give you the truth. Why? Because, again, today, this is what the word is. This is what we need for you to grow right properly, be a, a Christian and fruitful and be blessed and not no surprises when we die. <laughs> we want to make sure that when we go, we want to make sure that we cover all our bases and we don't give any room to the devil, my friend. That's what it says. And we fell on good ground. So you're on, good, you're on fertile ground. The Bible says, and brought forth fruit. So I'll bring it back to you again. A hundredfold. Some are blessed beyond measure. Some are blessed beyond measure. It's according to how God wants to bless. Sometimes I'm according to how God people give back to God. Sometimes we say, may God bless you according to your giving. So if we're not putting anything out there, the Bible says if we sow sparingly, we're not going to reap, we're going to reap sparingly. So if we sow sparingly, if we have a handful of seeds and sow sparingly, we're going to reap sparingly. No question about it. No other thing about it. No other way around it. If we're not out there sowing, again, we're not going to reap. And so he says a hundredfold. And perhaps that person with the hundredfold was out there sowing, diligently working. God help us get to that place where we're diligently, diligently seeking him. Diligently, diligently working for the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about. And a lot of times, back to what we saw, about things choking us out. Life can try to choke you out. If you go back and read uh, um, in the Gospels, uh, actually the epistles, Apostle Paul was talking about, he says, how did he wish that Everybody was like him to where he he was single. He was single because he was able to focus on the ministry. He was able to focus, really focus. And so naturally, you think about Jesus. If Jesus was married, he wouldn't have been able to focus like that. He would have had to worry about his wife. If he would eventually had kids, on and on, he wouldn't be able to do what he had to do. And so Paul said, hey, I would that you was this way. But if you can't stay single, get married. <laughs> That's what he told him. He said, why? Because. Your focus is deviated because you got to care for your wife and the wife's got to care for the husband. And so naturally, uh, things of this world, the things of life begin to kick in. But anyway, we still even being married. Let's take some time out. Let's take some time out and be fruitful in, in the things of God. Be fruitful in the things of God. And so he's referring to the things of God, a hundredfold in the things of God. And the Bible says in some 60 fold and some 30 fold. God wants us to be fruitful. Number nine, because we close up, he that hath ears, he says, let him hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And so again, receive the word, receive it. Don't let it just go by the wayside. Don't let the devil choke it out. Sometimes people get mad. You teach like this and you do the various things or you say certain things that pricks people hard. They get mad. The devil will choke that thing out. The devil will gobble up that word and say, ah, you don't need that. Or, you don't, don't believe that. 
on and on and on. But let's receive it. Let's receive it. Say, God, I needed this. God is going to help me. God is going to help me. Let my soul and my ground be fertile. Let me pull out the weeds out of my life that's choking out blessings in my life. Let me get rid of things that God's not pleased on you. That's all of us. That's all of us. We can always have room to grow. Let's clear out some more field. Let's clear out some more space so my ground, my my my, my, my life can grow. Let's close with this my meantime in the springtime. My wife may go back in the back and clear out all the, the, the where, where she got all the plants and the roses and all this stuff. And before long, again over time, everything in this mama's going to see, hey, this is a good clean ground. You begin for long, you see weeds pop in and begin to find this way as well. And so because it's a nice cleared out space, it's fertilized on and on and on. And what happens? Again, everything tries to get in there. But we got to continue to keep our garden clean, keep things pulled up so we can grow and be fruitful. And when we do that, again, you see things grow and blossom the way they should. And he was talking about uh, things being sin, things being temptations, things that come in our way. To try to hinder our growth. So, church today, let's continue to grow. Twenty this new year, twenty twenty three, or whenever you see this broadcast, it can be this broadcast from ten years from now. If the Lord tarries, uh, it's still applicable in twenty thirty three. If you see this video in twenty thirty three, it's still applicable again to where we can be fruitful and grow in Almighty God. God bless you. I pray. We'll see you soon.